On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with time management and productivity expert Hugo Donat of Time Flies. He is truly an expert. He has awesome knowledge and we really dive in to some key tactics and strategies that are very beneficial for managing your productivity, your habits, and how you can create these techniques into your daily routines by starting small and really implementing them to get the desired results that you're after. This is a great episode and he's truly a great friend of mine. And I'm definitely, there's definitely going to be a part two of this for sure. And I'm looking forward to that. So without further ado, but first the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. All right. Hello. I am so excited, fired up. I know that I had been meaning to get you on here for a while, so I am very excited to welcome my good friend, Hugo Donat. How is it going, Hugo? I'm very good, thank you. And uh, you have a bonus guest today. For, <laughs> yeah. for, for people watching on video, we have Lika, my son, that is right here with me. Um, <laughs> and so you have two guests for the price of one. Yes, love it. Hey, you know, busy entrepreneur trying to make it, you know, got to handle the kid. Um, so he's going to be enjoying this amazing podcast um, <laughs> that we have here. So this is going to be great. Love it. Awesome. Um, so real quick, give us just a little background on, on who you are, what you do, and who you serve. So I'm Hugo Donat. I'm a time management and uh, productivity coach. Um, I've been working in consulting in B2B for years, for almost 10 years now, and I've always faced one frustrating issue with my clients. When I was implementing solutions, streamlining their processes, they never have time. They say, yeah, Hugo, it's, it's great what you're saying, and that, that, that would be a great solution to implement, but sorry, but we don't have time. So frustrating for me because... This solution is supposed to bring you time, more time, but you need to have a little bit of investment up front, of course, to save time on the long run. So I tried to, um, uh, to solve this specific issue in my business now, uh, targeting more like B2C, not B2B, um, and help using all the methodology that I have uh, to develop my proprietary method to help people regain and reclaim their time back so that's basically uh who i am and who i serve love it love it yeah i've been privileged to uh watch plenty of your youtube videos i always get tons of value from it it's always great to see uh you know other people making videos helping people creating content um and one of the things specific that i always love to talk about you know i love to talk about this and the fact that you mentioned it in one of the videos was so great um you mentioned the importance of having gratitude in your daily routine. So yeah. I would love to know how, how you started implementing that and, and kind of how that process has helped and, and worked for you. Yeah, so I see, your, I see your post. I don't know if it's on Facebook 
or on Instagram or actually both. Uh, you always have your late night thoughts and sometimes you share your gratitude journal. I, I love it. So thank you. Thank you, uh, first of all, for sharing that. Um, yeah. Um, Gratitude is one of the keystones habits, right? You have keystones habits that are the, the, the habits that can help you, that are pretty easy to implement and that can help you uh, implement other good habits for you that are like kind of the cornerstone, right? Uh, and I tried to implement um, gratitude, uh, you, practicing gratitude at night. Some people do it in the morning, I think. I, I, do, I prefer doing it at, at night to end the day on a sweet note. Uh, and uh, try to uh, try to um, think of three things. It's simple. I'm I'm a very simple guy, so I like simple things. Otherwise, uh, otherwise I don't manage to uh, to do them on the long run. But just being grateful for three things that happened today, and uh, and that's great to force yourself to see things positively. Uh, and that's why it's a keystone habit because everything is perception, right? Everything is perception. And if you are forcing hacking your brain to be positive through gratitude, then you are seeing other things more positively and you get the ball rolling in the right direction. Um, so I'm not saying I'm not perfect and I'm not doing it every, every day, but sometimes I feel like, Oh, I need more gratitude. And it's kind of like, uh, everything on the shelf, like these little habits um, that I, uh, this little routine, if I can say, that I have them on my shelf and I feel like I, I need more positivity and I'm going to start back on my gratitude. Um, so I haven't done gratitude journaling in like almost two weeks now uh, because I preferred implementing like more things in the morning and going for a run to get my energy. And I don't expect myself to have to do all of this every single day. Um, and uh, it's kind of like, depending on when I need, I just pick that habit on the shelf and I know how to implement it. That's awesome. And that's certainly unique. I know for me, I feel like I, I try and do everything all at once. And sometimes my morning routine is, is very extensive. Now, for me, I have a little bit more time. I don't have uh, you know, a family. So it allows me a little bit more flexibility. I have a lot of time in the morning to be able to implement a pretty extensive morning routine. You know, someone um, with yourself, I would love to learn more. You mentioned going for a run in the morning. What are some of your other morning routines and habits that, that you create and you implement and, and how often do you do them? Because you mentioned that you, you mix it up a little bit, which I think is really cool. I'd love to hear more on that. Yeah, I mix up and your morning routine, I think some people keep the same exact morning routine for years. Uh, I'm not this type of guy. I, as I said, I'm, I like changing depending on my needs. Uh, I gained a little bit of weight uh, recently. So I was like, okay, I need to maybe be careful about that. And so start implementing habit of reducing carbs. And I have my habit tracker here. <laughs> okay, let me put it up for you. Oh, damn it, it's on the wall. For the people seeing on the video, that's going to be much more meaningful. <laughs> but basically, this wow. is my habit tracker. Look at so, that. Very simple, very simple. I have all the days in February. And I have four habits that I want to implement and that I want to do daily. Uh, so, hey, Luca, you want to see it? So, you have uh, basically, I need to run every day. It's 15 minutes. Uh, I want to reduce uh, carbs to one meal a day. Uh, and I don't want to eat bread. So, <laughs> uh, 
Um, you were saying like you have extensive, um, uh, extensive uh, morning routine and all these things. I, if I want to be able to do things on the long run and have sustainable results, um, I'm all in favor of starting small and stacking up things. That's why this you see at the, on the fourth line is like back exercise. I didn't start back exercise day one. I got the habit of doing run and reducing carbs and no bread. And then one week later, I felt comfortable with it and say, okay, I'm going to add back. And I was almost on the streak until yesterday. And yesterday I didn't do my back exercise and I didn't run. But I always follow the two days rule. If I don't do what I said I would do for one day, I don't have any excuse the day after I need to get back on track. No excuse. Mm -hmm. No excuse. Otherwise, you start implementing the opposite habit, right? And, and it's... Uh, it's, it's just uh, backsliding from there. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing a lot of references that you're making towards atomic habits, it sounds like. And just so I can explain to the listeners, um, his board basically is, has all the days at the top and then on the left-hand side, basically has the habits that he wants to do. And so then in between, he's checking off each day and each habit, whether or not he's able to do that. Um, and there, there is some, there's a lot of science that goes into having that check mark, you know, and feeling that accomplishment of being able to implement that and being able to feel that accomplishment. Okay, I did this. And then being able to see it. And I love what you mentioned too. And I know, you know, being able to, if you don't do it the next day, that you make sure, you know, if you don't do it that day, then you make sure you do it the next day. And I think that's like the most powerful rule that you can do. Exactly. Otherwise you just, you just, uh, you just, yeah, start creating the opposite habit of what you want to implement, right? Mm -hmm. It can spiral too. You're just like, oh, well, I didn't do it yesterday. So whatever, if I don't do it today, no big deal. And it just has, you know, it's so easy to get wrapped back in to those bad habits. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel it's so important. I love that you actually write it down. I have a similar example where um, I have a, my journal and I, I use uh, savers, which I talk about in the previous episodes is based on the, the morning routine. And I basically just check, I cross off every morning that I do each of those things. So it's yeah. like six things, um, you know, silence and, you know, which is like meditation, uh, affirmations, visualizations, exercise. Um, and I forget now I'm drawing a blank on what R is of. Uh, but anyway, I just check off each one. And again, you get that. You mentioned like habit stacking, which yeah. I know that's an atomic habits term as well. And yeah. can you go a little bit more into how you use habit stacking and how that's helped you? Um, yeah, um, I can go very tactical, but I would like to start some um, to just back up a little bit on why it's important to stack things. Uh, because people think like, okay, I'm going to implement my morning routine. I, I just read Miracle Morning uh, from Haderold and uh, I'm so pumped. I'm going to do savers. I'm going to do 30 minutes of this, 30 minutes of this. And I'm gonna, it's going to be a two and a half hours morning routine. Uh, how can you expect from day, one, from day one to do two and a half hours? It needs to be small incremental. And because you're going to learn in that process, you're going to get better. And uh, you, need to, um, uh, you need to basically start slow and seek for compound effects. Um, I like the saying, I don't know how accurate it is, but if you are one 
try to seek uh, seek to be 100% better every day and after one year you'll be like you'd be this amazing human being i think someone wants to say something <laughs> you know what i'm going to i'm going to try to find a little toy for him <laughs> okay <laughs> that's what we do when we're live he likes cooking oh my so, gosh uh, awesome he's gonna play with this <laughs> so uh yeah be 100 percent uh better every single day one one for be one percent better is that what you meant one percent better one percent better to, yeah don't try to implement like a breakthrough improvement like in one mm -hmm. day that's not gonna happen uh you need to be you, you need to seek improvements on the long run, right? And mm -hmm. it only goes with iterations. It only goes with small little tweaks that you do on an everyday basis to get better. Mm -hmm. So very tactically, what I did, I just coming back to my example, I didn't want to chase two, rabbit, two rabbits at the same time. I just stick to three habits that I know are easy to implement. And from there, I just, I just add new habits because I feel comfortable uh, adding some um, to the stack, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it's just like you said, that 1% better, but you don't recognize the 1% unless you're doing some type of tracking in how you're able to incorporate that. And yeah. so many people, like you said, they want to start so big. They want to, you know, like, let me do all these things instead of just starting one thing. I'll never forget. This is like the most absurd example that they use in the book where one guy, one example, I forget whether it was, I think it was Atomic Habits, it might've been the Miracle Morning, but he just went to the gym and then he would leave. He, would, he didn't actually work out at the gym. He would just yeah. go to the gym and just made the routine of going to the gym, but not actually even working out. And yeah. then eventually, you know, started working out and incorporated that, but it just goes to show you how the benefits of starting small and, and some people may be like, why do you went to the gym and didn't work out? That's crazy. But again, this was somebody who was really struggling with obesity. He was struggling, you know, having a hard time incorporating something and something that's far fetched or something that you don't do often, you know, it can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as going for a 10 minute walk before you decide to go for, you know, a mile run. Yeah. These little things, and people, you know, that's why so many people fail their goals in the first month. You know, we're, we're almost through February now, time of this recording. And so many people's new, you know, uh, New Year's resolutions are already gone. I think it's February 15th is like the day where everyone's routines for the day started or goals are already done, which is, I mean, that's terrible. A month and a half. I went to the gym this morning. It was pretty empty, I have to tell you. <laughs> It's exactly, it is. It's, it's just a, a natural thing that happens because so many people, when they start their new routines in the new year, they try and do so many things instead of just being like, all right, my one thing is I'm going to walk for 10 minutes a day. Like if that was your one thing, you're going to be like, all right, well, I can do that. You know, I can make that happen. It's how ridiculously small can you actually start not to have the excuse that you don't have time. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you say I'm going to like meditate for one minute, come on, you don't have one minute. Really? 
You have one minute, so just do it. You don't have the excuse. I mean, you might have other excuse, but the, the time component of your excuse is not working. It's not working. One minute, you have it. You can just go to the gym and not even enter and then come and just come back just to get in the habit of gay, going to the gym, right? So yeah, I think everything, everything you say is right, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's an interesting aspect of, you know, again, just starting that small, starting that one minute. And, you know, from what I've found too, you're gonna accomplish the goals that you make a priority. And I think that's the biggest thing is that people, people struggle with is they're not making their goals a priority. You know, if you're a business owner, and you have to, you know, pay your bills, like pay for your internet, pay for your phone, you know, pay your employees. That's a priority. It, it, you know, you don't even think about it. It's yeah. a non, it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. And you know, so to me, that's such a huge aspect of you just have to transition these things into non-negotiables. And if you can do that, it has such a greater impact on your long term. You know, yeah. and I think that's a huge, a huge aspect of, you know, thinking long term instead of short term. Yeah. And one one good exercise that I like to do to identify your non-negotiables is to do the, the jar of life exercise. You know, do, have you heard of no, this? I, no, I don't. Um, I love so Go on. It's, it's a it's um it's an analogy of for time management right your your life can be represented by an empty jar and your jar is empty you have limited amount of time as well as you have limited amount of space in that jar and you fill this jar with rocks and pe and pebbles mm -hmm. and and sand that represents uh so the rock represents the very important things for you uh that the things that money can buy the non-negotiable Mm -hmm. and uh, the pebbles are the things that are necessary for you but can be replaced somehow uh, like your car your job and all these things um, and uh, the sand is the fluff is all the things that like fill your day but are not necessarily adding value to your goals or to what is important for you mm -hmm. and uh, ultimately so many people are actually putting sand first putting the fluff first and at the end if you put sand and then the pebbles and then the rock you don't have space for the rocks to fit in your jar you don't have space anymore for the most important things the things that money can buy in your life because you put the fluff first and so if you reverse if you put the rocks first you have a little bit of space in between the rocks to put the pebbles and then you have still space to put the fluff uh, and to put the sand, sorry. And, um, and ultimately you have space for everything. It's just the order in what you put things in the jar. And so your non-negotiable are the rocks, are the things that you need to put first. You need to have in your jar of life at any time. So I just wanted to, I, and that's an exercise I like to do with my students and with my clients and actually made a, made a video on that, um, on my YouTube channel and maybe we can reference it. Yeah, definitely. We'll put the link in the description and the bio for sure. Um, that's awesome. And, and I do, I, I remember what you're talking about now. I've seen a video similar um, of a teacher and, you know, he puts like the golf balls in or, and then, you know, they're like, is this full? And everyone's like, yeah. And then, you know, then he puts like smaller pebbles in and then it was able to fill up that extra space, you know? And then the last thing I think he ends and he puts like a beer in. 
And it's like, no matter how, how, you know, full your day is, you always have time for a beer with a friend or, you know, something like that. Uh, exactly. Really nice. It's a really nice message, but you know, to go Basically back to the French version. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a really cool thing to think about it too, of, you know, you mentioned how important it is to put the rocks in first, you know, and I think that's a great analogy too, based on, you know, what you're, how you start your day, you fill it with the most important things and how you make time for the most important things first thing in the day. And then it allows you to do more things. So is there certain things that you do first thing in the morning that are like your core, you know, rocks, your, your most important things that you make sure to do in the morning? Now, like for the past two weeks, I, I put as a non-negotiable my run in the morning. It's just 15 minutes. I don't, I, I know I, I've been running like half marathons and everything. I, I could run for more, but I just want to get my energy flowing and 15 minutes, I can do it. I have 15 minutes in the morning, even though he wakes me up, <laughs> even though he wakes me up, he's, he's, um, uh, he's eight, almost eight months old. So he's, he's sleep through the night, it's good, but in the morning, he's basically drum beating our morning. Uh, so, but I always try to find uh, some time, 15 minutes to sneak out and, and, and my wife Sherry has been uh, very supportive of that. She knows it's important for me. Uh, so 15 minutes, I go for a run and I know that this 15 minutes, it's going to give me so much energy going forward throughout the day uh, to be more productive and to get more things done and to be basically in, uh, in the best version of myself going forward and to set me up for success, basically. So yeah, to answer your question, lately, the non-negotiable in the morning to start off the day like for and to set myself up for success has been this run. And I'm so grateful that, um, that I've had support from my family to, to be able to do this. It's just 15 minutes, but like it goes a long way when you do this every day. And, uh, and after two weeks of doing that, I feel great. I really feel great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, doing it, um, you know, less can be better. Like you mentioned wanting to run longer, but often that can end up hurting you because then you're sore or you're super tired, um, you know, because you overdid it and then you don't want to do it the next day because you're too sore you know, yep. and I think, I think it's just the fitness analogy is always great for so many things. You know, if you want to read every day and you read for two hours and that was like a lot for you, then it's going to be a lot more difficult the next day. You're like, well, I just read for two hours. Now I don't need to do it today. And, yep. you know, you're going to end up having more long-term success by just doing less. You know, it's like a less is more mentality. Yep. Exactly. Now, I'd like to shift it a little bit more, you know, and learn a little bit more about your productivity hacks as, you know, you are the expert in productivity and time management. Um, what are some like key foundations for you? Um, let's, I guess, go more, you know, you mentioned that you're running, you know, that helps you be productive. I know in one of your videos, you talk about having your coffee like later on in, in your day. I would just love to learn more about uh, you know how you incorporate you know your your productivity hacks we'll say um, for success. So basically, the hacks um, the hacks that I have uh, follow like three categories. In order for me to be good, to be performant, like to be the once again the best version of myself, there are like three categories, and I I call them the three M's. 
Um, in order to be performance, I need to work on the methods. Like it, it can be what you call hacks or like strategies, very tactical. But it's also about mindset. And we, we hear so much from everyone talking about how mindset is important. So I don't think uh, we're going to detail too much. The only mindset that I feel is so important and I see my, my students struggling with is accountability. Uh, so be accountable and know that you are, I, I like saying time flies, but you, uh, you are the pilot. So you're the pilot on, of your own life. So that's why I made myself a pilot hat. <laughs> I should have done. But so you have the method, you have the mindset and you have the milieu, like the atmosphere. I had to sneak in like a French word in there, of course. <laughs> uh, so, and you have the milieu. So the mindset is really the inside out. Like, how can I work on myself to, to set myself up for success on, from a mindset perspective? And the milieu is how you cope with external stimuli. Can be notifications, can be email, can be uh, uh, being disturbed by people and everything. So people see hacks like having your coffee uh, at a certain amount of the day or um, just go for a run and all these things. But this is just one component of these three M's. These are just the methods, strategies. So you need, you, uh, you need to also work on the mindset and on how you cope with the milieu, your environment you're in. Is your environment um, setting you up for success for your performance? Uh, so it's, um, it's important to see it threefold, in my opinion. So I'm, uh, I'm conscious that I haven't uh, really answered your question. I just took a step back and say, okay, let's talk about the strategies, but don't forget the, the mindset and the milieu aspect. No, I think that that was a great answer in, in general, just because again, um, you know, I, I'm not as, as experienced as you. So, you know, from my you know, thought process is like, all right, well, what's the productivity hacks? But it just goes to show you that there's so much more, um, you know, to it, which is obviously why you have a course that teaches people this, you know, why there's, there's such an extensive amount of, you know, things that go into this. Um, yeah. I love, I love the three M's. That's super cool. Um, you know, throwing in your, your French, you know, you got to do that again. It's like, being I, you. I that. yeah, it's, it's important to, to throw in things that are important for you. You know, it's why I have like ridiculous, uh, you know, superhero stuff in my videos or me doing nerdy, you know, science fiction stuff. Cause just me, I love it. It's an important part. So it is, it's cool, but I, was, I didn't mean to, to, to cut you off, but I just wanted to, compliment you on those, those three M's because I think that that um, it's a really important aspect of understanding your, you know, just your habits, your productivity and how you're managing your time is more than just the hacks. Yeah, exactly. Because people, people are asking for these hacks and say, Hey, how can I be more productive? How can I go? Uh, can I, how can I do more things? How can I focus more? Yeah, we can work on that. But if you focus, if you getting, if you, reaching a really highly uh high level of focus but you're focusing on the wrong things what's the, <laughs> what's the like what's the matter with it no no it, it, there is no purpose of um of focusing do you want to take him <laughs> i'm asking my wife to take him because <laughs> okay now i can focus <laughs> see that was a, an example of the three m's i uh, 
I'm, I have all my strategy, all my tactical things to be ready for this call. Uh, I'm, re I'm in the right mindset, but I have the environment that wasn't like setting myself up for success focusing. So I could be a master at focusing, but if I have my kid that is like really squirmy and everything, that doesn't really help me. I can go through it, but uh, it's harder. It requires a little bit more uh, of, uh, of focus, a little bit more uh, preparation. Maybe I could have been more prepared for it. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> No, I mean, and that's great. And I think you did an awesome job. And, and again, you know, you were hoping that, you know, he would be sleeping and, and it just, it's a perfect example. And I didn't, I'm glad that we decided to, to come through and I hope that it wasn't distracting too much for you. I thought you did a, a great job. I hope it wasn't distracting for the listeners. It wasn't for me. So I hope it wasn't um, for the listeners, but I think it just goes to show you as parts of the you know environment and things that you can prepare for we are, i was actually talking about this um last night because there's a famous quote um i believe it's mike tyson i don't know if he said it before but it's basically oh it's great that you have a plan you know until you get punched in the mouth <laughs> and it's just a perfect example of like it's great to have a plan but there's so many things that can be thrown at you and so I'd love for you to maybe potentially elaborate more on this as like a productivity standpoint, because you can have a perfect routine, but all of a sudden you get a curveball. then like, how are you reacting to it? Are you like totally thrown off because now you've gotten this curveball? Do you have things that you do when these curveballs kind of happen um, to be able to get back into that level of focus? Um, to you know get back on track are there certain things that you do yeah first thing first uh we can i can say that beating yourself up because you've been punched in the face uh is not not necessarily going to help i'm saying that it's very easy to say but it's not very hard to uh, very easy to implement um because it's like when you have like ten thousand dollars in your pocket and someone steals like 500 bucks from your 10,000. Are you, how are you going to react from it? Are you going to just focus on the 500 that you just lost and try to spend more of that money trying to find that person that, uh, that um, stole you five, uh, 500? And you're going to end up, if you don't find that person, you're going to end up maybe having even less than that. So you, uh, it's just, I, I was just trying a money analogy to it, but it's the same with energy. Uh, you, if you have your morning routine and everything throws you up and it's, and it's very, I have many examples of my routines, like being like completely, um, completely, uh, off, uh, because of, uh, because of a baby, because, <laughs> because when you, when you're a new dad, it's, uh, even though you're a master, you're supposed to be a master in organization. You, <laughs> it's, uh, there are some things that are really hard. Uh, but that being said, uh, it's same with energy. If you, uh, if you, uh, if things are not going exactly how you expect, uh, it's, we come back to accountability. How do you react to things? Everything is perception. Everything is uh, about how you react to things and you're accountable for it. So uh, are you going to have like the worst day ever because this happened? Uh, or are you going to try to, so that's the hack. I would suggest to do uh, some kind of um, uh, mindfulness exercise. You just try to ground yourself and try to gain perspective from what actually happened. Once again, very easy to say, 
but it can be it can go a long way just to do one minute or five minutes and just grounding yourself and breathing uh, can really, really, really help. Uh, I, I made a video about mindfulness with my friend, Dr. Chelly, that is on, on my YouTube channel. And she always, uh, she references um, um, like counting to three for inhaling and counting to three um, to uh, exhale. I don't remember exactly, but that's the, that's the idea behind. Just count until three, inhale count into three exhale and just do this for just one minute you're gonna reduce your stress level because things that are not going exactly the way you expect it to be is going to cause stress uh, and you're gonna that's gonna help you just regrounding regain perspective and say oh that was okay actually that's not that's not as bad as bad as i expected as bad as i thought sorry um and uh, okay let's continue with my day and same with energy and same with time. So um, that's, that's, that would be the one hack that I'm actually using. Because sometimes you like, you too scattered and that happens to me when I try to shoot a video, this is kind of a stressful, um, uh, stressful thing to do. You wanna be ready, you wanna be, have the, the perfect light, you wanna have the perfect sound and you start shooting and someone disturbs you, ah, oh, damn it. Uh, and, you are choosing the way you uh, you want to react to all these things. That's exactly it. And it, I think that that is so easily implementable. Um, you know, I mean, basically it's like, all right, whenever something gets thrown in you, just like take a moment and take a deep breath. Now, again, it does sound easier than it actually is because, you know, I've, I know these tactics as well, but often when they're happening, you're not thinking, oh, well, whatever, I'm just going to take a nice deep breath and then I'll be fine. But it, it has to become a habit in itself of yeah. that becoming part of your routine when you get um, set off. One of uh, my mindfulness teachers, um, she always says it's, it's like when your, button, when your buttons get pushed, you know, and so when your buttons are getting pushed, what happens? You know, what's the habit that you then create? And so when your buttons get pushed, you should be take a second, take a deep breath and then respond. This can be extremely helpful with like dealing with employees, potentially dealing with an employer, dealing with a client, you know, any, you know, it could be, it can, and it can be used in your personal life also, you know, your wife, girlfriend, friend says something that annoys you and you just, and then you respond accordingly. I, I feel like you keep yourself out of trouble like that. Yeah. And, and you must know that like habits have three components, right? We call them the three R's. And I think, I think I got that from uh, the power of habits. That's mm -hmm. another book. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who wrote it. Charles. Charles Duhigg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, there's the, the reminder, the routine and the reward. So you can try to trick your brain into like when you start having these stressful events, that's your reminder. That's your reminder. And you, when you say, I love the way you put it, mindfulness needs to become a habit. And whenever you get uh, this stressful event, okay, start to be mindful. That's your routine. And then the reward is that you feel more calm and that's a good feeling. So it should, it should increase the, the, uh, the, 
it should help you implement that habit if, if that makes sense because if you have a good feeling as a reward uh you going you are more likely to remember that you had a good feeling because you triggered this uh this this routine and uh and you're more likely to do it once again next time but it takes a little bit of time uh but yeah having this framework of the three r's uh can really help also mm -hmm. yeah and I, and then a lot of it you know both to the, the breathing technique as well as the three R's, it comes down to self-awareness. You know, how self-aware are you of your triggers? You know, like what, what do you know is going to make you do that habit that, that you don't want to do? You know, like let's say maybe you're driving your car and there's this McDonald's that you like to stop at. And, you know, often you see it and you're like, man, I really want to get that McDonald's. But if you just take a different route home, and you don't see it, then now you're, you're already setting yourself up to avoid that habit. For me, um, that's not really, a, the fast food thing isn't too much of a problem for me, but um, I grew up watching like an insane amount of TV, like more than any kid should watch TV. Um, and so I still have that a little bit within me where it's really easy for me to get sucked back into my ways. And what I will actually do is, I put my TV in my closet. Um, and so when it's, when it's not accessible, then I like a habit happens where I would sit down on the couch and be like, okay, this is when I would watch TV. Now all of a sudden that habit is disrupted because the TV's in the closet. Now I go, okay, no, actually I'm going to be more productive. I'm going to read or I'm going to work um, on my you know, next course or work on the book that I want to write or you know, whatever it may be. But once we understand our habits and what triggers us, we're able to then create um, ways to kind of avoid these certain things. Do you have any tricks like that? Are you somebody that's like, I got to get this out of my way, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing? Exactly. And I would like to look back because everything that we say really interconnects. Uh, because what you were saying, if I, uh, if I can come back to it, you were saying that you had the habit, which is the routine of watching TV. You wanted to. Um, you wanted to get rid of that habit or reduce that habit. Um, so a good way to get rid of some habits that are not good for you is to actually tackle the trigger, the reminder aspect of that habit. So the reminder is seeing what having the TV here in your living room. So what you did is to put it in a closet. So you remove, you remove that trigger. So the routine, which is watching uh, watching TV is actually less likely to happen because the TV is in the closet. Uh, but what you also did is you add you added friction towards the, the the what you don't want to happen, and that's um, that's a good way uh, to implement or to get rid of habits. Is if you want to re uh, if you want to get rid of some habits, you need to add friction in your environment for it to be harder to do. On the opposite side, if you want to implement a good habit, you need to reduce as much the friction so it's easier to do. For example, for my run, I have my run gear that is already ready. I know I don't have to find, oh, where are my socks? Where are, where, where are my running shoes? It's already ready. I know, uh, um, I know that this, I designed the environment to help me reduce the friction to do what I know I need to do. So, and we actually tying back to the third M, which is the milieu of the performance. 
It's your environment. Is your environment setting you up for success? You are responsible for setting your environment. So mm -hmm. by reducing the friction or augmenting the friction, you are more likely to do the things you know you want to do. Yeah, and I feel a lot of it too is just within our sight line that makes such a huge impact. I know um, I had a family dinner um, last weekend and my cousin had mentioned that her husband like can't control himself with like cookies or snacks or something. And he's a fit guy, you know, he's like a very fit guy, but she's like, I have to hide it. Like I put it up somewhere where he doesn't see it. Cause he just can't control himself. And I think that that's, it's really funny, but also very relatable, you know, of like out of sight, out of mind. And it goes to the opposite effect too. If there's a habit that you want to create, how can you put it somewhere where you're going to see it? You know, maybe you put your running shoes by the door so that you're reminded that you want to run or you want to do more reading. So you put the book on, you know, a chair or by your bedside or something that's going to then trigger that good habit versus you know, the opposite effect of something that's going to trigger that bad habit. Exactly. And uh, if I can give an example, I remember my dad asking my mom to actually hide the remote of the, of the TV because he knows he can't control himself. So in a way, it was already set up his environment that way. <laughs> it was also asking to, uh, <laughs> to hide the chocolate. But coming back on the TV, why is it in the closet? Why don't you sell it? That's a good point because I do feel that um, I, I'm not, I didn't want to give it up altogether. Um, I think it's important because sometimes um, if I don't, if I don't have some type of advice, then I, I end up like kind of going a little nuts. Like I'll just start working all the time and I get super burnt out. And so I find it really important to have um, that vice to be able to relate to. So like for me, a lot of times, um, you know, during the week is my more productive time. So it's like, okay, no, like absolutely no TV during the week. But then, hey, on the weekend, if I want to watch a movie, um, I love movies. So, you know, to me, that's the opportunity where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to watch, you know, a movie on the weekend. So I like to, to just have it. But you bring up a very good point. <laughs> but I know a lot of people have their TV in their bedroom, which I think is like nuts. I think that's like a huge, if you have a TV in your room, like to me, that's a big, big no-no. Just Yeah. It's, and it's, I'm, I don't have a TV at all, so I can't really say. That's why I also I brought up that point. Like, why do you have a TV? Just, you don't need it. <laughs> that's that's awesome that's good my friends actually did a similar thing where they didn't have a tv it's funny it reminds me of uh, uh i don't know if you ever watched the show friends but um he makes a comment joey he's like he's like you don't have a tv what's all your furniture pointed at and I, <laughs> sorry i had to bring that up i think that's such a, a funny line but no that's awesome that you don't have a tv which must mean that you're a big reader. So this is a great transition. Oh, into... I'm actually not. <laughs> no. So you don't? <laughs> I'm not a big reader. Um, I'm not a big reader. I like really audible. Um, okay. And I, I have to admit, I, I don't read much. Uh, maybe I should because there are some uh, um, 
there are some really benefits of reading instead of instead of just uh, listening to audiobooks. It really helps with focus uh, because in nowadays we are we are very easily distracted and uh, it's hard for people to focus on uh, on reading for a long time. Uh, because everything is designed to on our phone to like to have like quick switch right and um, mm-hmm. and so I, I should read more I know that uh, and but I'm gonna stack that habit once I feel comfortable comfortable with all the other habits I started implementing yeah and I think things for you for your case it'll be a little easier you know you're still still pretty fresh in the dad game so you know, I think, I think that to me, not that I don't, not that I know, but I feel like, you know, you're still, it's a constant uh, of things just changing and throwing you for a loop. Yeah. Um, and I want to be mindful of your time. Um, so before we conclude, I, we were just about to talk about some, you know, you mentioned you do audiobooks. Um, do you have any uh, recommendations for books that are specific for time management or productivity? I've, I've actually been asked this at an event before. And I didn't actually have an answer. So I would love if you had um, any, any suggestions. You know what? I don't read many books on time management and productivity because I try to have a fresh approach to it. And I don't want to be too biased and, and end up like just repeating the same things that everyone says. Uh, I read some books um, like Julie Morgenstein on uh, on um, uh, how to uh, be organized from the inside out, something like that. There are some great tips and everything. So, um, but I try to read more self development books, or I mean, any business book. To be very honest, so the one that I'm reading now is um, uh, The Way of Superman. I think. Um, let me check. <laughs> Let me check. I don't remember exactly the name of that book. You had me at the rise. It's the rise of Superman. Yeah, <laughs> from Stephen Kotler. Yeah, it's a great book. It's uh, it's um, it's dealing with flow state and um, how we can increase performance seeking that flow state. It's it it's a great read or great listening. <laughs> uh, I really recommend it. Awesome. This was so great, Hugo. I'm glad we were able to do this. And I know this is definitely uh, only going to be round one um, when we're able to do this together. And we've already set up a round two in May, which is going to be great. I'm so excited. Uh, We have an event that we're both going to be going to, which is uh, the previous event, which was how we met um, and other guests that I've had already um, from the same event goes to show you, you know, how important it is to go to these types of events so you can meet people like this. Um, real quick, before we conclude, um, what are some ways that, that somebody can get in touch with you? What's the best way to contact you or follow you? So the best way to contact me is on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm basically uh, spending way, maybe way too much time on LinkedIn lately, but that's also because it's part of my, my outreach uh, strategy uh, this year. Uh, so I, I post every day on LinkedIn, um, but also a good way to, uh, to see my work is to watch my YouTube channel. It's called Time Flies, Time Management. My LinkedIn is just my name, Hugo Donat. And I also have a free training, a 30 minutes free training uh, that uh, deals with the five strategies that I use to skyrocket my productivity. 
Uh, and that's on my website. Uh, it's uh, www.timeflies.us. Awesome. Fantastic. Do you have any uh, final, final comments, final uh, advice or, or anything? Time flies. Time flies, but you're the pilot of your life, right? You are the pilot. So it's, it's accountability is, is going to make the whole difference. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hugo. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Um, and remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. And please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.